Welcome back to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brecker Nurse, and today I am going to be going over the kills of Final Destination from the year 2000. Now, I do like to sit down and come up with analyses and theories and fun interpretations of movies, but today I'm taking it a little bit easier. I'm not going to be doing interpretations or analysis. Doesn't mean I won't ever do this for this movie. I will in the future, but today I'm just kicking back, relaxing, and I'm just going to be grading these kills. I'm really excited to do this. And I want to give a big thank you to everybody that is already following me on Twitter and Instagram at Brecker Horror. It was you kind folks that voted on this episode to do. I gave a list of movies for me to do my first grade kill on. And Final Destination was the winner between the Twitter and Instagram poll. Scream was a very close second. So thank you everybody that voted. I am so happy to do this. And be sure to follow me so that way you have some input on the next poll I do. Let me kind of explain how today is going to go. I'm going to be grading the kills in this movie, Final Destination, and I'll be grading them on four different categories, including shock, method, style points, and since that this is a Final Destination movie, meaning that kind of like the shtick of this uh, franchise is that they all have elaborate death designs and mousetrap-esque sort of sequences, I'll be kind of grading on how elaborate the death sequence was. And each category, I will give a score between zero and five points and at the end i will tally all them up to get a final score at the end of this episode i will be ranking the kills of which ones i thought were best kind of based on my grading here and uh, just kind of discussing what i liked and what i thought was cool and you know just grading these kills it's pretty simple briefly this movie came out in the year 2000 it was directed by james wong this movie stars devin sawa ali larder Kurt smith kristen cloak chad donella sean william scott stifler himself and the Candyman, Tony Todd, Amanda Dittmer. And I am kind of now just realizing that this is kind of a fun follow-up to my prior episode on House on Haunted Hill, because that also starred Ali Larder. Uh, the plot of this movie is pretty simple and interesting, although muddled at times, and I don't exactly know what the rules are still exactly, because it's kind of convoluted, but still a very fun movie. I like this a lot. And as a warning, I will be spoiling a lot of stuff in this because obviously I'm going through all the kills and I'm about to give a kind of quick refresher on what the setup is for this movie in case anybody needs a refresher or is just kind of interested what this movie's about and maybe you want to go watch it before listening to the rest of this episode. But as a warning, I will be spoiling a large portion of this movie, so you have been warned. While boarding an airplane to take a high school French class trip to Paris, Alex has a premonition that the plane will explode mid-flight, killing everybody on board. Snapping out of the vision, Alex is freaking out and causing a big scene and yelling at everyone to get off the plane that the plane's going to explode. This commotion incites some fight and arguing, resulting in him and six other people in his class being kicked off the plane. The plane, however, does indeed explode, showing his premonition to be true. As the movie goes on, we discover that death does have a design for everyone's death and that this plane crash was part of theirs. Now that they have cheated death, death now must come up with a new design to kill them off. Will our characters be able to notice the signs and avoid death again? Or is death that much of a big mac daddy and is able to get them in the end? Let's go ahead and get to the kill grading and see who's left at the end of this movie. So we're starting off with Todd. After the school memorial service for the students and teachers that were killed in the plane crash, we see that Todd is back home in his bathroom. And I guess that death in this scene kind of manifests as wind, because we see wind come through the window, blows his curtains, and closes the bathroom door. 
Todd then sits down to take his second shit of the movie. That's right, he took a shit at the airport, if you forgot that part. And we see that behind the toilet, water is starting to drip from the piping and is starting to pool. After defecating, Todd gets up to shave his naked face, and I have no idea why he's shaving. He has no facial hair. He also shaves like a fucking maniac. He doesn't even put water or soap or shaving cream, nothing to lather his skin. It's, um, I don't know, it's really weird. As he is shaving, we see that water is slowly pooling and starting to seep all over the bathroom floor tiles and inching closer to him. Uh, and this is kind of making you think that the setup is that he's going to slip and cut his neck while shaving and he will bleed out. But he stops shaving after he nicks himself and he plugs in the radio and this damn John Denver song starts playing, which is throughout this whole movie. Oh my god, he gets so infuriating. And something else that is very annoying about this death scene is that it is intercut with Alex trying to gain the courage to masturbate. Very odd. Anyways, Todd unplugs the radio and he turns around to the shower tub where there is a laundry wire hanging close to dry and he slips on the water, falling forward and his neck gets caught in the laundry wire. It wraps around him and he falls into the tub and he's starting to choke and he's practically being hanged. Uh, he can't gain any sort of footing or friction because he spilt over conditioner and shampoo all over the bathroom tub, making a big fucking mess. And he just cannot get a grip on anything. So he's slipping and sliding and the wire is uh, getting tighter and tighter. And then his eyes become bloodshot, which was kind of a cool effect, I will say. I did like that. He reaches over for the nose hair trimmers to try to cut himself free, but he is too late and he dies. After he dies, we see that the water seeps back into the piping, question mark. It was kind of weird, but I also kind of like this, but I don't like it at the same time because we don't see this happen for the other deaths in the movie. Like, it's like death is covering its tracks or trying to hide what happened here. It doesn't make too much sense. And I wish, I, th I think that's like kind of a cool angle, honestly, that death is like, covering its design in a way and we and if we were to see that in the other kills i think that would have been a really cool avenue but it doesn't come back up so i don't know what the fuck to do with this anyways overall i was not too impressed with this kill to be honest uh for shock i gave it a one it was clearly broadcasted that he was about to die although i will give it a point for it because it was making you think that he was going to slip and cut himself out shaving and making you think that was how he was going to die so, I give it a point for the fake-out. Method, death by hanging, I give this two points. Uh, the, the conditioner kind of played a big role in this. Um, I mean, conditioner doesn't play in too many deaths, so I was like, all right, well, that was kind of interesting, I guess. And style points, the conditioner is kind of also seeping into that. I gave, uh, gave this two and a half points for style. Uh, honestly, the effect of the bloodshot eyes was really good and kind of played, played into that score as well. Um, I thought that effect still looked really good, so yeah, get some points there for that movie. Elaborate design. In comparison to the rest of the kills that are, you know, by mousetrap-like designs in this movie, this one is pretty simple, but it was still it was still an elaborate design. We did see deaths or the Grim Reaper's fingerprints all over this, so I will give it two and a half points for that, giving this kill a total score of eight points. Poor Todd, death by slippery hanging.
Next on the list, we have Terry, and honestly, one of the coolest, most dramatic parts of this whole fucking movie, and it rocks. So, Alex and Clear, and that's right, Clear, not Claire. Alex and Clear are sitting outside of a coffee shop when Carter and Terry drive by. Carter, seeing Alex, throws him into a uh, fit of rage, and he pulls a very dangerous U-turn, hitting Billy on his bike. And he pulls over to the coffee shop and he gets out of the car to sort of kind of like push and start yelling at Alex. And we kind of see a mini reunion kind of starts to form because now Miss Luton is walking out of the coffee shop by coincidence. And Billy has now finally caught up to everyone to yell, Carter, you're a dick again. Terry gets really pissed at all of them arguing, especially Carter, and she starts to walk off. She stops in the middle of the street to turn and look at Carter and tell him that if all he wants to do is just beat up Alex whenever he sees him, that he could drop dead. And this is fucking when a bus comes out of nowhere and just splatters Terry. It was such an effective jump scare, honestly. It's it's so good. And I, what I think is the most impactful and effective part of this whole sequence is that we see the reaction of the people surrounding her all of her friends and her teacher miss Luton, are covered in her blood and the camera really kind of lingers on them like them covered painted in her blood and then just like it, it, it just it really sticks with you it, it just seeps into you and then it is immediately cut to alex uh, putting some alka-seltzer tablets and some water and i kind of find that hilarious because i'm like yeah that'll take the edge off dude um anyways I, I, I love this sequence. I love this scene. I thought it was really good. For shock, four out of five, I thought that this was a very surprising and uh, shocking part uh, in this movie. If you're paying attention, you'll kind of notice that she has stopped in the middle of the street. So that's kind of broadcasting that she's probably about to get hit by something. But at the same time, you're kind of caught up in the argument and the yelling and everything. So it is kind of a big surprise. And that bus is hauling ass so it was a jump scare and a good one at that so really good use love it method i gave this a little bit lower score for method because at the end at the end of the day she was hit by a bus which which is a very pedestrian thing that happens i mean people get hit by buses even in non-horror movies but it was executed real well the bus you we really felt all the force that was behind that bus. I mean, it was fucking hauling ass. So I'll, I'll give it two points. For style points, again, we're going right back up because I thought that there was a lot of style here. I gave it four out of five points. Uh, while we don't see her body, a lot of it's coming from the aftermath. As I said, I love how we just linger on the group of people that she just got killed in front of and just seeing the blood splattered on them. It's a great effect. And uh, it really just makes you feel it. So, you know, there's a lot of style here. So four out of five points. Now for the elaborate death design. This one's kind of tricky for me, to, for me to explain. And it kind of just depends on how you look at it. I do have a theory behind this. But I'm going to save that for whenever I do an analysis episode of Final Destination. So because the movie doesn't explicitly show the hand of death acting on anything in this. You can't really say what the design was. I feel like that there isn't a design because of that. So without going into some sort of interpretation. So I feel like I have to give this a zero in that category. But look out for my future episode where I do an analysis on this movie because I definitely have an interpretation for this. So this gives us a final score for Terry's death at 10 points. 
Honestly, it's one of my favorite kills in the movie. It was great, very effective. And next on the hit list is Valerie Luton, their teacher. She is dealing with some serious survivor's guilt and is packing her house to move out of town. I actually kind of wish that the movie explored her and the others struggle with survivor's guilt a little more. That could have been a more interesting avenue, I think, to go down to show how how bad of a Mac Daddy death is. And that instead of it trying to just redesign a plot to kill you, that maybe the Grim Reaper mentally tortures you with survivor's guilt. And that's why people really feel this. And I thought that would have been more interesting. But instead, we kind of just get this frantic mess of a person in her kitchen spilling vodka everywhere. And to be clear, she has every right to be a frantic mess. I mean, survivor's guilt is a real thing. I'm not trying to make fun of that or poke holes at that. I'm just saying there's two different avenues that this movie could have done, and they kind of went the more cheesy avenue, and I just wish we got more depth out of it. So this scene starts out with her uh, bringing out a John Denver record, and for fuck's sakes, my eyes just roll every time we hear that fucking song in this movie. Anyways... She then goes into the kitchen to brew some tea, and we see Death's reflection in the kettle as she wipes it dry. I, I'm not sure if we see Death's little, like, uh, shadowy figure in every Death, and I wish that was more consistent throughout the movie, but again, whatever. She goes over to her gas oven to turn on one of the eyes to boil the water, the, and then the flames go out, making you think, oh shit, this is going to explode. But it was just a fake out, she's able to get it back on. Uh, she pours the tea in this mug in which she picks it up to take a sip. She has a freak out and she screams at the mug because there's a logo of the school on it. And it's kind of just making her think about the teacher that was that she pretty much told to go back on the plane. And her guilt is playing back into this. But her scream and freak out was kind of very cheesy and just bad. So it, it was kind of comical, actually. But she has like a very funny... Uh, uh, throw she kind of throws the tea out of the mug and it was i don't know it looked cheesy and stupid but whatever uh so because of this freak out she decides she needs to calm down with some vodka so she puts some ice cubes and cold ice cold vodka into the mug making the mug go from like really hot to really cold cracking it and we start to see the vodka start to seep out of it so now she is carrying this leaking mug all over her house she's going from the kitchen to the living room leaving a trail of vodka and then this mug leaks onto the computer desktop causing it to have like an electrical uh, malfunction and it explodes throwing a shard of glass from the computer monitor into her neck and she starts bleeding all over the place the fire from the computer is able to set ablaze the trail of vodka she spilled from the living room back to the kitchen to the stovetop and then finally to the vodka bottle itself while this is all happening, she is slipping and sliding all over the damn place on her own blood, all the way back to the kitchen, and when she gets back there, the bottle of vodka explodes, and she falls to the ground. While on the floor, she reaches for a rag that is unknowingly also covering a set of knives, so when she pulls on it, this knife set just falls down, and the butcher's knife just lands right in her chest, and I'm sorry, but this whole sequence is just fucking bonkers, and it's kind of hilarious. I couldn't help but kind of laugh at how ridiculous this was, and she is overacting a little bit, so I don't know. I, am I a bad person for laughing at this scene? I don't know, but anyways, we continue. So she's on the floor. Her kitchen's on fire. She has a butcher's knife in her chest. She's still alive, and then Alex enters, and he is not helpful at all. Then the kitchen explodes 
and the oven door flies open, which knocks over a kitchen chair, which hits Miss Luton in the chest, diving the knife deeper into her, and she finally perishes and dies. And then her house fully explodes and engulfs in flames, so I guess maybe you could call that's death covering its tracks by burning everything it's then yeah I'm, I'm making a stretch there anyways this was kind of a very fun sequence and scene of the movie uh textbook final destination death so for shock value i only give this a two because again it was very well broadcasted that she was next on the list so it really wasn't surprising that she was going to die however the method of how she was going to die was kind of surprising and i did gasp pretty hard when <laughs> When the oven exploded, causing the chair to just fall on the the knife in her chest. Um, so I so I gave this two points for shock method. I gave this three and a half points. Uh, a knife being driven into her chest by a falling chair. You don't see that every day. So three and a half points. Style points. I'm kind of stuck on this. Not gonna lie. Um, feel free to tweet at me at Brecker Horror if you feel like I'm getting this portion wrong. Cause I will admit. Uh, this, this might be a little flawed. Uh, I only gave it two points for style, and that's because this whole scene is hilarious and dumb, and I was kind of laughing at it, and I'm not sure if a kill scene's supposed to make me laugh, so I feel like I can't give it too many style points because of that, so I only give it two points, but I would totally understand if you're like, that deserves more style points, but here I am giving it two points. However, for elaborate death design, this was the most elaborate sequence mousetrap-esque kill the movie so i'm giving this five out of five uh leaving me with a total score of 12 and a half points for miss luton Woo, she is way up there in the list next up is stifler i mean uh billy car you dick so alex clear and billy are all piled up into carter's car and he is driving like a fucking lunatic carter is kind of losing his damn mind thinking he has no autonomy and that uh, death is after him. He's like, I control my own destiny. I say when I die, blah, blah, blah. That kind of, you know, mantra. And they are all yelling at Carter to stop the car and, you know, stop being such a fucking asshole. Carter then stops the car in the middle of a railroad crossing and everyone gets out of the car except for him. Carter decides that, um, he, he decides like, hey, I decide when I die and a train is coming. So he's like, so maybe I'll decide now. They're all yelling at him to get out. Carter then decides, eh, you know what, I decide that it's not my time. What a fucking lunatic. He's trying to start his car, but his car is stalling, it won't start, so, and he's also now trapped in his seatbelt. Again, I think, like, there's some, like, death fingerprints all over this. So, Alex comes over, he yanks him out of the window, just right at the last second as the train bulldozes through, demolishing his car. Uh, they are all kind of, you know, freaking out about this. They're all on the ground except for Billy. Billy is standing over them. He is yelling how they need to stay away from Carter because Carter is next on the list. And that if we um, stay with him, that we are more susceptible to being killed off. As he's kind of yelling and freaking out, we see that, a, that there is a loose chain that the train is dragging. And it comes across a piece of sheet metal that was from Carter's car that is now demolished. It picks this up and it flings it right at Billy, causing a partial decapitation. It just slices right through his face, kind of like just, just above his chin, and it just cleanly like cuts him like butter, and his head just falls off. And this was such an effective sequence. It was, uh, it was such a sweet kill, and the effects really hold up. It looked great. I loved this. For shock, I gave it three, a little bit higher, but not too high, because... 
it was still kind of broadcasted that he was going to die because everyone else is on the ground and he's the only one standing up over them, really showing that he's positioned differently from the rest of the group, making you think, okay, something's about to happen to Billy. And he's also kind of screaming and yelling and going on this rant. So you're like, okay, he's getting a lot of attention for some things, probably because of a death, but I don't know where it's coming from. So that's where the shot came through. I was not expecting a decapitation here. So really awesome. Love this part. And the effects hold up super well. Method? Partial decapitation. I love it. And, and it came from a fucking train whipping a piece of car metal at him. I mean, that's awesome. I give this five out of five points. Fuck yeah. And style points? Also, solid five. Five as well. The effects look great. I mean, when his head comes off, you can see it's being held together by a small piece of skin. And like that's you see that give out and his head just snap and goes down. It's just really great. I mean, you know, again, five points. The effects look awesome. Elaborate design. I'm going to go a little bit lower on this. I'm going to give this two. Uh, while we do see that death is playing a small role in this and that, you know, getting, uh, stalling the car, and it was a car piece, after all, that cut Billy's head in half, um, I, I just feel like it's, it's a little clunky and just kind of more luck, but I still feel like that there is some design here. So anyways, I'll give it two out of five points, giving me a total score of 15 points for Billy. Billy, this was a sick death, dude. Love it. All right. And now we are to the final death of the movie, which is Carter. And this is kind of a lame death, I think. So it is at the very end of the movie, and it takes place six months after the events of the movie. The filmmakers actually had to go back and reshoot this ending because the original ending, I think, didn't test well. It involved Alex dying in the car scene when he was trying to save Clear from the uh, electrical wire. And then it ended with um, them revealing that Clear gave birth to her and Alex's child. Anyways... They went back and reshot this. That's why everybody looks different. I mean, Ali Larder is now blonde in this scene. So anyways, six months later, we see that Clear, Alex, and Carter have finally made it to Paris. They're kind of enjoying themselves, and they are sitting out on this uh, nice little patio of a restaurant, and they are toasting to their deceased friends. But uh-oh, we start to see the dominoes fall for Death's latest design. Alex is almost hit by a bus that swerves out of the way, which hits a light post, then falls onto a sign for a market or restaurant, I think. And then this sign starts to come swinging towards Alex. Carter dives, saving Alex's life. And Carter is standing over Alex. Alex is now explaining that I just cheated death. And I think somebody else is on the list now. Like, who did a skip to? And we find out that it's Carter because the sign is in the background, hauling ass to its way to Carter. And then the screen cuts to black. So... We don't see him actually get killed, but I mean, we know he's killed off. So for shock, I kind of gave this a one. I wasn't too impressed by this, and it wasn't a huge surprise at this point in the movie because we kind of have now learned that whenever you are standing over characters that are sitting, you are now susceptible to be hit by something swinging or something else. So it kind of just staged it that way. You kind of just, it's broadcasting that something's about to happen to him. Method, being squished by a sign only give it one point. I mean, it sounds very Bugs Bunny-y. Uh, style points, I will give it some credit for having a strong ending, though. I do like that we cut the black right before he is hit, but I would have liked it more if we saw him get hit and his body flying to the camera is what makes you cut the black. So I'll give it two points for kind of like having that strong ending. Elaborate design, it was technically a 
definite design by death i mean we see its fingerprints all over this so it, it is like a it is a mousetrap that works so i'll give it three points giving me a total grade of seven points for carter's death Alrighty, it is now time to rank these five deaths. At number five, I have Carter, who only got seven points. As I said, I thought it was kind of boring, but it was a very cool way to end the movie, so I give it some props there. At number four, I have Todd with eight points. I might catch some flack for this because his death was kind of elaborate in a way, and I think a lot of people kind of really remember this death, but at the same time, Early wasn't that impressed. But I do give it props for a cool effects of the bloodshot eyes. I really did like that. Coming in at number three, I have uh, Terry with 10 points. I wish I could have put Terry higher. She really lost a lot of points with the um, not having an elaborate design. I will say if I didn't have that, I think that would have bumped her up to number two. But hey, this was the scoring rubric I came up with. So Terry had 10 points. Still think that her death was awesome. It's a very effective and a great use and example of how to do a jump scare. I love it. It was a crazy moment in the movie. So Terry's at number three with 10 points. And then at number two with 12 and a half points is Miss Luton. She absolutely had the most complicated mousetrap death in this movie with a lot of moving parts. As I said, it was textbook Final Destination. Also really appreciate the method of her death and that a chair falling onto a knife stabbing it deeper into her chest i just kind of love the whole sequence and everything no even though it was goofy and kind of funny at times um it was just kind of ridiculous am i a bad person for laughing at that scene so much i don't know but anyways miss lewin number two with 12 and a half points great job and finally at the very top of the list at number one with 15 motherfucking points it's stifler it's billy uh I just, it, it, it's such a good, effective shock. Um, it's it's a pretty rad demise. The effects look great. The decapitation looks awesome. And I, um, even though it, it makes me really sad that Billy died, I loved Billy in this. Sean William Scott normally plays a douchebag. And in this, he was kind of just like a lovable little goof. So I wish that we had more Sean William Scott in the sequels. But, oh well, it was still a very effective kill. And it looked great. So it's at the top of my list. Way to go, Billy. And there we have it, my first kill grade with Final Destination from the year 2000. I know I stated some complaints and criticisms throughout this episode that I had of the movie, but in all seriousness, I really do enjoy this movie and I think it's a lot of fun. I actually like this movie a bunch. And I think that this franchise is pretty good. I haven't seen every sequel, but I remember really liking the second one and the third one has some crazy kills. So this franchise as a whole has a lot of potential for me to do future grade kills for it, so I am really looking forward to doing that. As I said, I do have some theories, analysis, interpretations I would love to get into in the future, but I'm just not doing it in this episode because for the sake of keeping my feet fresh and also to keep my episodes a little bit shorter, I like to do some episodes that are more fun and laid back like this, just doing a kill grade, and also more episodes that are a little bit more intense with like research topics or just kind of coming up with movie analyses and theories. So I'm looking forward to the future for covering that. Again, thank you to everybody that voted on this movie on my social media polls. Please be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BruckerHorror, and you could email me at BruckerHorror at gmail.com and let me know how you like this episode and if you have any movie requests for me to do. If you want more of my movie reviews, follow me on Letterboxd, link in the show notes, and you can also check out my other movie podcast called Film on the Rocks. This has been Autopsy of a Horror Movie. 
Please tell your friends about the show. Give me a rating and review on iTunes and take it easy. Enjoy some good movies. Thank you.